0: Today's Daylight Magazine, coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the Voice of Hope.
1: Ghana, voice of
0: hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed.
1: L to Him who is able to do Than all we ask or imagine According to his power That is at work within us Now to him who is able to do Immeasurably more Than all we ask or imagine According to his power That is at work within us To him to him, and glory to the right as all and glory and the 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 and the 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 and the According to his power, that is at work within us, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power. That is at work within us. To Him be glory the and glory to the gym and who has changed and Antence, normally, To the and glory the and who has to and To the and glory in the church and, Lord, Jesus, Christ, A- and Louis, people, tried, down and to Him who is able to do immeasurably more.
2: All we Hello, listener. Today's devotional is Jesus touched me, and we trace our reading to the book of Mark, chapter one, verse forty one. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. When Dr. Paul Brandt, a leprosy specialist, was examining a leper in India, he placed his hand on the man's shoulder as he explained the treatment for the disease. The leper started crying. Brandt asked his translator, Have I done something wrong? After questioning the leper in Tamil, the translator said, no, doctor, he says he is crying because you put your hand around his shoulder. Until he came here to you, no one had touched him for many years. In Jesus' day, society banished a leper from town. Outside the town wall, he needed to stay at least six feet away from everyone and announce, Unclean, unclean. A man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. It must have shocked his disciples, and the entire crowd went filled with compassion. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the men. Think of how that leper must have felt when, like Dr. Bran, Jesus touched him. The Savior said, I am willing. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cured. Joy must have flowed from the leper's heart. He could now go home and be hugged by those he loved. Jesus healed not only those with physical leprosy, but also untouchables suffering from the leprosy of sin. Religions such as Buddhism offer no spiritual cure, but Jesus heals those suffering from sin. Kyo Sarith had been a soldier in two armies in Cambodia. He could no longer be a Buddhist because according to Buddhist law, if a man killed anyone, he could not be saved. Then Keo read John 3.16 in his brother-in-law's Bible, and with hope exuding from his entire being, he exclaimed, When I heard the story of Jesus, I thanked him very much because he has the power to save a man like me. The good news for you and for me is that even though we are afflicted with the leprosy of sin, Jesus reaches out, puts his hand on our shoulder, and whispers words of forgiveness and cleansing. He can save a man or a woman like you like me. Do you feel attached touch today? This message was kind courtesy Daniel R. Guild and I was your presenter, Kofiba Nete.
3: Welcome to your favorite youth program, Youth Corner. I am your host, Russell Mensah. Today we are continuing our discussion about the balanced life, the academic, social, and religious perspectives. And at our last meeting, we had a debate as to how to strike the right balance between these three elements. To so have a discussion with me today, we have
4: Mr. Sedu, Ben Justice Edmund.
3: Gentlemen, you're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Picking up from our last sitting as to whether to leave the student reason for himself how to balance these three elements or to prescribe given percentages or give certain percentiles as to how much weight to attach to which element. What is your take on that situation? Because the two gentlemen, Mr. Anseidu and Ben Justice, seem to be focusing on the academic and religious perspectives. So, I would like to turn to Ben Justice for him to give us Russell his, his I still hold
5: a divergent view okay. on the reasoning aspect. Okay. That is why we have the word training. So, somebody is here to be trained, and the aspect of the training includes the reasoning. That is why I think we should still allocate maybe percentages. To what somebody should go as He's far the right three balancing <laughs> is content. When yeah. we talk
3: about you you want to train the person at this level, at, this, mean, level. at this tertiary level, yeah. to know how much weight to assign to my God yeah. and yeah. then my books. That's that we have
5: students who, when you ask them, oh, I'm here because my mom said I should come and read this program. Or oh, right. I am here because my dad said I should come. I don't really know. I am not interested in accounting, okay. but I'm studying accounting. I am interested in journalism. But then I found myself here because my dad said I should come. Such a person, leaving the person to decide for himself, he may end up going into social life which will affect the academics. And we don't want to just let somebody go through the institution without really having the holistic education. That is why I feel we should be able to have a way of just culminating the people to know or have percentages on what to do in order for them to be able to come up well.
6: As far as they are concerned, I think, if you allow me. The injustice tends to be gradually, it you know, entering into <laughs> <my yeah>. paradigm, <laughs> what We are talking about the training does not in any way take away reason, and mm-hmm. that must be the point that is the first need to be ascertained. Now, whenever the Bible tells us train up the child the way he should grow, does not mean go against the child's will. The training does not go against people's will and their choices. Even in the Garden of Eden, God allowed Adam; He could have just stopped them, say, "Don't eat the fruit," but it was a choice. They need to choose. When they chose, they got the consequences. We need to streamline this argument very well. I shouldn't be seen as saying that in an academic institution like ours, there shouldn't be room for religion. There shouldn't be room for social life. There shouldn't be room for academics. That's not the argument. The argument was coming out with a prescription. Wasn't that issue? <laughs> that, all right. that's You're right. the issue? So that's the issue you are talking about. So talking about, you know, bringing back reason and then later trying to come up with an argument that like, okay, we need training, but we need to reason and all that. It's not the argument. The argument is, do we need to come up with a prescription? And the issue is, yes, as an institution, we need to make sure that we have avenues where the students can enjoy the social life. It's a guideline. Yeah, a guideline, Just right? so that it e- is e- not e- totally e- eliminated. E- eliminated. But there must be room for flexibility. And that's where reason comes in. The students should not be allowed to swallow everything. Enough. For example, I grew up in a particular religion, okay, and for all you know, I have not even tested it. okay. And when I meet with a particular issue or challenge in life, I may back away. First random, run first, first it is important that as we train people, we also know that the student is in an empty bucket there's a theory actually in education <laughs> that says, you know, for most part of in our world, in Africa, we see the student as an empty bucket, so you come to class the lecturer enters the class, and the point is go and pour it on them, and even when the student tries to ask a question, he's intimidated okay, what do you mean, are you trying to question me, and all that, and we never learn so as you pour things in there the student also teaches something when we have that perspective in life, even when we come back to our discussion, which is doing the balancing bit, which is the crust of the issue, we appreciate what we are talking about. This is a student who comes to the system my I made issue from the beginning. Every person believes in something, whether you like it or not. It might be conscious or unconscious, okay. but you all believe in something. Okay? So that student, that child that comes in, already believes in something. It's up to you to guide that child to either rethink his position or to strengthen his or her position. And, he men, uh, and you know, can't do uh, that uh, he spoke uh, on oh,
5: no, and people carrying Bible. but here he is coming with another issue no, ben, 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 just, ben, let's look at the two sides <laughs> of yes, our argument yes, and then I'll also give Edmond <laughs> an yes, opportunity right, to yes, contribute okay, right, to the
4: right. you guys are blaming
3: the studio why, <laughs> <laughs> why shouldn't <laughs> we so? You, take it is, you are looking at two things <laughs> a student at the university level is seen to be a mature student you are looking at three aspects of that student's life we are saying that is it advisable for you to prescribe to that student Mm -hmm. that you should assign 65% to your religious life, 30% to... Mm -hmm.
6: Call it a 65-5 formation. From (laughs) from (laughs) BBMT, a very good formation.
3: As opposed to the points that Mr. Anseidu is raising that each person at this level is mature enough and must be left to reason his or herself and say that religion is important. Mm -hmm. So advise it what are we saying? How can we made mention of
5: Adam and Eve? Yeah. And I want the very no, choice that they he, he made, yes. says that, that is like, the consequences of hell we have on earth now. Okay. The, so so
3: it is based on choice. That's right. Why that's did choice. why did God not yes, give them that yes, prescription? Yes. If that's yes, the argument you want yes. to raise
5: no yes. no no god gave them the prescription yes. but they didn't follow he did he when gave, you allow somebody do, to make the choice do, on himself yes. you realize the person may either make a good choice or a bad choice yeah but what that, that is makes why you the best. so when you now allow the person to make a wrong choice then it now, goes back now, to affect the now, system
4: let me ask me a question let's listen now, to edmund's now, take now. on okay. this gentlemen okay. please let's, right. let's afford him <laughs> an opportunity <laughs> edmund so is what's everything yes even though i agree with the prescription that you gave i don't really agree with it there should be a prescription. Mm-hmm. This is an academic institution. That's right. Anytime a student graduates from school, mm-hmm. the first question, someone asks them, what class do you graduate mm-hmm. with? Mm-hmm. You mentioned a second lower, a third class, a second upper, or a first class. We think first class students are intelligent. They are the best. So in this case, I want us to center on academic perspective here. Let's give 50% to academics, mm-hmm. 20% to social life, mm-hmm. and 30% to religious. Yeah. We used to say, before you grow up, you grow up in Christ or you grow up with God. This is not a platform to come and learn how to relate with God. Do you get it? Rather, if you relate to God well, you relate wow. to your social life well. And what is socialization? Is Learning, certain patterns <laughs> you right. Learning certain patterns <laughs> okay. of behavior okay. from other people. Okay. Do you get it? Even group work, sharing ideas with friends. It's socialization. Knowing me, knowing you, socialization. Learning the good patterns of behavior. It even boosts your academic performance. Mm-hmm.
5: I wish time could allow me to say distances on these issues. Mm -hmm. Gentlemen,
4: let's briefly
3: recap. Yes. We are looking at how to balance these three aspects of one's life. And the ongoing debate now is whether to give a university student Mm -hmm. a prescription Mm -hmm. or are you just going to say that you're old enough reason for yourself. Mm -hmm. We are not denying the fact that God exists. We are not saying you should ignore God. We are not saying you shouldn't have a social life. But all we are saying is how much weight should you we attach to yes, it, such that it is balanced. Yes, Join us at our next meeting to hear the conclusive part of this argument. Okay. I've had with me Ben Justice, Mr. Sedu, and Edmond Inkuma. I have been your host, Russell Mensah. Thank you for listening to us.
5: A special announcement starting from the 26th of March 2017 to the 28th of October 2017, our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kHz. Thank you
0: for any inquiries or contribution. You can contact us on plus 233 208704532 or plus 233 244235017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio, Ghana, P.O. Box, AF595, Adenta, Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
1: Sing about the valley of the dry bones Ezekiel prophesied the bones would live again He said that the bones would walk connected them. Try bones, Ezekiel, connected them. Try bones, Ezekiel, connected them. Try bones, now hear the word of the Lord. The toe bone connected to the foot bone. The foot bone connected to the ankle bone. The ankle bone connected to the leg bone. The leg bone connected to the knee bone. The knee bone connected to the thigh bone. The thigh bone connected to the hip bone. The hip bone connected to the backbone. The backbone connected to the shoulder bone. The shoulder bone connected to the neck bone. The neck bone connected to the head bone. Now here. Them bones, them bones gonna walk around them bones, and bones gonna walk around them bones, bones and bones, bones gonna walk around now hear the word of the Lord. Disconnect them bones, Emma. Dry bones, disconnect them bones, Emma. Dry bones, disconnect them bones, Emma. Dry bones, bones Emma Dry now hear the word of the Lord. The head bone connected from the neck bone. The neck bone connected from the shoulder bone. The shoulder bone connected from the backbone. The backbone connected from the hip bone. The hip bone connected from the thigh bone. The thigh bone connected from the knee bone. The knee bone connected from the leg bone. The leg bone connected from the ankle bone. The ankle bone for you
2: as the portals, he's waiting Coming up no next is the moment of truth. Watching
5: for
7: you Hello, welcome for to another episode of Moments of Truth. My name is Agana and Siri Agana. Today our message is entitled, The Unpromised Land. The Unpromised Land. Before we go into it, let us say a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you so much. Your promises to us are many, and they're all true. We pray, Father, for the faith to believe in them, for the courage to claim them. And we ask, O Lord, that, like Abraham, we will see beyond even the promises of the here and now into that ultimate and eternal gift you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, there is what many have called a hall of faith. Some have said a hall of fame. Of faith. <laughs> um, in this chapter we we hear tell of many of the Bible's heroes, many of the Old Testament heroes who took steps of faith that are commendable and exemplary. One of them of course is Abraham, Father Abraham. We're going to look at one aspect of Abraham's faith that doesn't often cross our minds. You see in verse 9 at least beginning in verse 9, this is what we are told. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a land not his own, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for the city which has the foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I find it rather interesting that when Abraham arrives in the promised land, he doesn't arrive like a lord. He doesn't arrive to build a city. He doesn't arrive to fortify the place against his enemies. He doesn't, he doesn't establish himself like you would expect the new owner of a piece of land to do. He doesn't arrive like a king. Abraham has been promised this fertile land of Canaan. He has journeyed many, 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 many days in a desert to get here. He has looked for it earnestly. He has convinced his whole family to get up and leave home in search of this place. In fact, God did not even tell him where he was going to begin with. And through the journey, Abraham has had to go through so many trials. Interestingly enough, when he arrives, you'd expect that there would be a huge sigh of relief. Ah, finally! We are in the promised land. We can rest from all our labors. We can plant vineyards and we can we can make our home here forever. And yet Abraham lives in the promised land like a stranger. Like a stranger in his own home. I think that's very interesting. Why does he do this? He lives in tents. He doesn't build huge mansions. He doesn't, you know, build skyscrapers like we might today. He's living in tents. Tents tend to be temporary accommodation. You expect to move your tents soon. You expect to be able to pack them up quickly and move away when you have to. Tents are the typical dwelling structures of nomadic people, people who move from place to place, you know, taking their flocks around as the environment changes so they can keep finding green grass and fresh water for their flocks. Tents represent a transient existence. They represent what is absolutely temporary and definitely not permanent or even long-term. Why is Abraham living in the land he has been promised like he's about to leave the very next day. I think that's very interesting. Well, we are told the reason he does this. We are told that he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So somehow for Father Abraham, he, he understood that the promised land was not the promised land. Now, don't get me wrong. This was the land indeed that God had promised to give him. This was the land indeed that his descendants, numerous as the sons of the sea, were to occupy. No doubt about that. It was the promised land. But at the same time, a God who can promise and provide so much, a God who can appear in dreams and change a man's life, a God who can save Isaac from sacrifice, a God who can make Isaac out of a barren woman and an old man, must be able to provide more than just a large piece of land. I believe that this is the reasoning in Abraham's mind. Abraham has a certain solid faith that the God he's been dealing with is much, much greater, much, much bigger. And that this land that is promised is but a shadow of something more beautiful to come. I believe very strongly that deep in Abraham's heart, he is eager and waiting to enter not Canaan, but heaven. Canaan is, for Abraham, the foretaste of another glory. It is the down payment on a much larger promise. There is a real promised land. There is a real promised land. And thousands of years later, the God that Abraham had been dealing with came down to this earth and told us, in my father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I go to build a city for you with my own hands, the hands of God. I go to lay the foundations of a place that you will come and join me at the foundations which are built up by the very hands of Of God and when I have done that I will come back again and I will come and take you and receive you unto myself so that where I am there you may be as well I believe it was the burning desire of Abraham's heart to be where his God was may it be your desire and my desire today as well the prosperity of the now Whatever blessings we may receive now upon this earth, a hundredfold of whatever we've lost, is but the unpromised land. It is but the down payment of a much richer, much more glorious tomorrow. Let's receive that with open hearts. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you so much for the example of Abraham. We thank you, Father, for a patriarch who could see beyond We thank you, Father, for a signal lesson that your promises are ultimate and eternal. That, Father, whatever we may enjoy on this earth, like your word says in Romans 8.18, they cannot be compared with the glory which will be revealed in us, even the bad parts. So, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will open our hearts to receive your promises in their fullness. Let us not be content or satisfied with the mediocre that is the now. Let us look forward to the glory which is eternity with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus or plus or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh. Or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, PO Box AF 595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
5: This is a special announcement. Starting from the 26th of March 2017 to the 28th of October 2017. Our new frequency for our summer broadcast would be 11880 kilohertz. Thank you.
0: I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.